Isn't it crazy how different the two sides of your family can be? One side are dog people, the other side, cat people. One side believes Gordon Lightfoot is the greatest Canadian. The other side, no secrets that make him appear not so amazing. Hi, my name's Kaya, and you're listening to Relative Recital. This week, we're talking about greatness, specifically the greatest Canadian, Gordon Lightfoot. Ladies and gentlemen, Gordon Lightfoot. Let's make him welcome Mr. Gordon Lightfoot. One of the greatest of the world's folk singers, Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot was born in Aurelia, Ontario in 1938. He was a talented singer from a very young age, winning awards for his voice. As a teenager, he started mastering multiple instruments, focusing mostly on guitar. Gordon worked writing jingles for commercials until he gained popularity in Canada during the 60s. After his album, Lightfoot, came out, he rose to fame pretty fast, becoming the singer-songwriter that is often referred to as the best in Canada. Gordon's songs covered topics like love, history, current events, and Canada. For people living in the 70s, he was an inspiration specifically to young individuals interested in music, like my dad was. Yeah, hi, it's Mark Rasmussen. Um, yeah, I've been playing music since I was about eight years old. I used to watch my dad play uh, the organ all the time at home. And um, I first started playing accordion and did that for a couple of years and then moved on to organ. And uh, eventually I bought myself a piano when I was about 19, 20 years old, when I moved out of the house of my own money and uh, taught myself how to play piano. Yeah, Gordon Lightfoot's um, way of kind of telling the story and conveying a different issue or topic uh, is a big part of his music and kind of like what he creates. What are like some stories that you've kind of used in your music that you've kind of taken either an example from Gordon Lightfoot or like using a topic that he would use. Yeah, well, I mean, I think often, more often than not, you turn your, um, you know, it, it, you know, I tend to always talk about relationship, you know, when I think about a Gordon song, I would probably relate that to like a sundown, you know, which is mm-hmm. kind of a cool, um, you know, talking about a girl, you know, better take care to find you, you know, creep around my back stare. I mean, definitely I, I, I can sort of relate to that. Or, you know, Carefree Highway, you know, where, you know, you're on the road and there's nothing but, like, green lights ahead and you never know what's going to come your way. And that was, that was really a sort of a metaphor for me, like, uh, I don't know, Carefree Highway, and I think of that, I, I think that... Uh, you never know what's going to come your way, and it always puts a smile on my face. So, yeah, that's a great song. Um, one of the biggest reasons that you kind of first got into Gordon Lightfoot was because of your parents, right? Yeah. And um, they are really big fans of his songs. Um, when uh, you hear his songs, what kind of comes to mind? What do you think of? So, I, I honestly think my parents are big fans of Gordon Lightfoot by accident. I think that... Um, we had a, this A-frame on Garden Bay Lake in Pender Harbor, and by accident, more than uh, I, I think anything else, uh, we had one cassette tape, you know, for summers upon summer. And why nobody else bought another cassette is beyond my 
comprehension, but we had one cassette of Gordon Lightfoot Sundown and we listened to that over and over again and we all became fans. What's happened, I think, um, is that that has become a soundtrack to our life. And when we all think of that time in our life, we think about what, you could be like anywhere in the world and you hear that song, you could hear a Gordon Lightfoot song that was on that album and you would immediately be, um, you know, moved back to that time period and, and everybody just, you know, when my dad passed away, that was the song we played, you know, at his, uh, his, his wake. So yeah, it's a big deal to the family. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just more out of, you know, how it all played out at the time in those mid seventies was Gordon Lightfoot. For all, Gordon was a role model to young musicians, but it wasn't only his music that makes him inspirational. It's his values and his refusal to throw them away for money or fame. Gordon's songs covered quite controversial topics, some of which were very big risks, like his song Nous Vivons Ensemble, which was about the Quebecois separatism dispute. The main message of the song was we're stronger together as one which was pretty dangerous to discuss at that time in Canada with everything going on between Quebec and the rest of the country. Various times, Gordon was told his songs were not good for fanning the flames of disputes or public worries. His response was, I don't want to just make people happy. I want to make them think. I truly believe he accomplished that goal. His songs made my family happy but he also opened their eyes to the importance of topics around them. Hi, this is Shara Rasmussen. Out of Gordon Lightfoot songs that you can think of right now, which ones do you believe got people's attention? So one of the things that I found pretty special about Gordon Lightfoot was he put a lot of energy, a lot of uh, meaning into his music. Some of the songs that Gordon Lightfoot recorded and uh, became popular on the radio created quite an energy in people. Um, I don't think that's what he intended. I think he intended to make kind of a story and be part of history. Like for example, his song Black Day in July was very controversial and that was about the riots going on in Detroit in 1967. It was played on many American radio stations uh, and was quickly banned because it caused too much unrest among people. I really think Gordon Lightfoot um, meant his um, some of his songs to be controversial songs to be more like a tribute to pay respect to things that happen to people. I do agree a lot with that. Um, I do think that it was meant to be more of a tribute um, and it was kind of more a journalistic style of songs. I think it was meant to be more of a way to capture history and music is tricky that way. It's more dependent on the way the listener hears it, almost less than what the artist intends. It's all up to perception. Another thing that's up to opinion like the meaning of songs, is the character of an individual. With every great person, there's always a flaw. Something that you never really expected of them. On my mom's side of the family, Gordon Lightfoot is still a Canadian legend, but they wouldn't go out of their way to say he was the greatest Canadian.
Back in the 70s, my Baba was dating a man who was a very talented musician. Hi, I'm Donna Godoni. I used to be Donna O'Cranick before I got married. And um, when I was in grade 11, I met a really nice fellow. His name was Bill Swain. We dated for about a year and a half, and Bill went to a very good um, management program, training program, with the World Bank. And um, he was ready to get married. He kept asking me to marry him. Well, I started university in first year, and and it was too soon for me, so I said I wouldn't get married to him right away, and he had pretty hurt feelings that I was kind of breaking up with him. But with the Royal Bank, he had a management training program in Halifax, and he had to go all the way to Nova Scotia. And he was there for a week taking a special management course at the university, and then he was coming back at the airport. But I don't know if you know this, Halifax gets all kinds of icy rainstorms Baba's story, I needed to know the truth. Was Gordon Lightfoot not as great as I thought he was? The suspense killed me, and I did some web surfing. I ended up finding Bertie Feidler, Gordon's promoter since the early, early days. On his website was his phone number, and I called him. To my surprise, he picked up right away. He told me how to contact Lightfoot's manager. I called the management office and was put on the call list. A few days later, I got a call back, but I missed it. And when the office reopened and I called back again, I had to wait a few days to get a call back. Um, I haven't heard from the office yet, but I'm still waiting on a response. So far, I still think Gordon Lightfoot is a great Canadian, the greatest Canadian. He brought so much happiness to my family and was a part of our memories, the good and bad. 
Gordon Lightfoot used his platform to speak his mind and get people talking about the important stuff. Today, he is still focused on sharing his music and messages. At age 81, he performs at concerts. I'm not denying, like all the greats, he has his flaws, but it doesn't take away from the fact that to people like my family, he made a change. Thanks for listening to this episode of Relative Recital. Next episode will definitely include all the details I learned from Gordon Lightfoot's manager. You'll be the first to find out if my Baba story is in fact true. This was your host, Kaya. You'll hear from me soon. Thank you.